Look outside the window, at a garden or a patch of green space. See the grasses and shrubs and trees. Where are the boundaries between these things, and how real are they? Take what looks like a single plant. Inside its leaves, chemical reactions are buzzing away, converting sunlight into sugars. As carbon dioxide enters through myriad pores, oxygen molecules stream outwards. Below ground, a web of root tendrils are working cooperatively with the filaments of mycorrhizal fungi to draw chemical nutrients from the soil. A host of organisms, such as small sap-sucking insects, leaf miners, bacteria, snails, squirrels, deer, will connect with this plant to extract the energy it derives from the sun and soil. It is also in communication with its neighbours. A damaged plant releases volatile chemicals that other plants detect and use to upregulate their own defences in near-real-time social alerts. What appears to be a distinct entity is actually a dense confluence of connections in an ecological network, an ecosystem. We humans, too, have ecosystems inside of us, and, like Russian dolls, we are integral parts of broader ecosystems connected to the flora and fauna around us. Like the plants and their roots, our bodies are open systems. Energy flows through our cells, which are comprised of matter once part of other animals and plants. The pulse of cells in our bodies is part of a continuum of hundreds of trillions of cells across the world, all sharing minor variations in the same DNA code. Non-human organisms comprise a substantial part of our bodies, colonising nearly every surface of our guts, skin and brain, and constantly sharing material and energy with us. The current bundle of cells we call our body also forms a mind that is closely linked with other minds. We transfer electrical messages fluidly between neural networks every time we communicate. The airwaves around us buzz with conversations encoded in both sound and electromagnetic waves of energy. At the larger scale, air routes, shipping lanes, roads and electricity grids connect us across the globe, like the nervous system and arteries of some great superorganism, allowing a continual flow of information and material between us. Through impressive scientific advances, we have learnt in a reductionist way about the different parts of our world and ourselves. Now, increasingly, the focus is on the broader systems in which these parts fit together. It is an exciting time for modern science. Social scientists Nicholas Christakis and James Fowler described the advent of this broader assembly project. They highlight how, over recent centuries, scientists were swept up in a reductionist fervour, examining ever smaller bits of nature. Biologists studying human organs, then cells, then molecules and genes. Physicists breaking down matter into atoms, then nuclei, then subatomic particles. Now though, across many disciplines, scientists are trying to put the parts back together. Whether macromolecules into cells, neurons into brains, species into ecosystems, nutrients into foods, or people into networks. Scientists are also increasingly seeing events like earthquakes, forest fires, species extinctions, climate change, heartbeats, revolutions, and market crashes as bursts of activity in a larger system, intelligible only when studied in the context of many examples of the same phenomenon. They are turning their attention to how and why the parts fit together, and to the rules that govern interconnection and coherence.